Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, we're good to go. Well, despite the good Lord's best efforts to prevent us from recording this episode, tried very hard. The deep state really, really wanted to thwart us today. We, we narrowly avoided a fire mere moments ago when, when one of the lights we used for this. Yeah. Uh, a literal fire. Fucking shorted the socket. They're trying, they're trying to take us out, folks. I'm going to blame terrible job the construction crew did on our apartment look folks i don't mean to brag but they're <laughs> trying to they're trying to burn down the building all right i gotta have 16 different fire extinguishers ready at all times you know i love the maintenance crew but <laughs> uh, <laughs> i love jose and maintenance but you know sometimes <laughs> sometimes i just get so mad i think his name literally is jose I mean, um, yeah i think i think that's like what the when the indian dudes come over and they always change their name to like the same fucking one. Yeah, I they, think the Mexicans dudes use. It's Jose. a smart move. It's easy to it's easy to remember. You don't got to give people your actual name. Go with what the racist guy is going to call yeah. you, anyways, and the, then go with Jose Pablo. The white lady will remember how to say it. The good thing that came of our our slight uh, delay here before we were able to start recording is we is did we burned down the apartment. Yeah, we did. And now we're in a new apartment. Just coming, that quickly. Coming live from the smoldering fire. We're, we're eagerly awaiting for the fire truck to show up. But in uh, in our delay, the, the final uh, round of uh, lawyering was occurring at the trial. I don't... I can't remember the fucking technical word. Closing arguments were occurring at the... I uh, like lawyering, actually. Lawyering. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I think we should go with... It's, it is what it is. Let's go with lawyering. That it sounds was, more uh, fun. So the lawyers were lawyering, and uh, the defense attorney... <laughs> this is the George Floyd trial, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that. The uh, I feel like I shouldn't have to, though. If I'm talking about a trial, given the date this will come out, I think it's fair to assume... Look, you shouldn't have to, but they also have to tell people, like, to not eat Legos. Yeah, or to not, uh, my all-time personal favorite was I had <laughs> I had a paper shredder, and on the paper shredder, it had, like, you know, the don't do this pictures on it, and one was, like, uh, fucking sticking your hand in and shit, which obviously, yeah. but then one was a guy leaning over and getting his tie sucked into it and like did it, <laughs> which was always hilarious to me. The idea that some guy just shredded the entire front of his fucking dress shirt and his tie. That's good shit. Yeah. Every time you see one of those retarded warnings, someone did it. Someone did it. That's why they had to put that there. That's how fucking dumb we all are. So with that said, this is a George Floyd trial. So the defense attorney, Eric Nelson, Got a little long-winded. Excuse me, it's the Derek Chauvin trial? Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, George Floyd was actually found guilty today. He <laughs> was a found, shocking turn of events. He was actually found guilty of his own murder, he, and now his family owes the city of Minneapolis $34 million. <laughs> they ruled it suicide by cop. He forced the cop to kill him. He made him eat those pills. The defense attorney should have gone with that, but uh, instead, defense attorney Eric Nelson... Decided to make his closing arguments like three and a half hours long. He's trying to filibuster him. The, the CNN court reporter described at like the two and a half hour mark that the, tr the jury looked visibly bored and were like fidgeting around. Couldn't you say that about like 90% of juries? Yeah, they don't want to, They've been dealing with this for a while at this point. They're cut off from the rest of the world. You don't get to consume media or talk to people. Yeah, I mean, as one of my quotes on the board this week was... Uh, Trials and Tribulations, a movie about the pain and suffering of jury duty. No one suffers more than the jury in these Honestly, trials. <laughs> the one time I actually was dumb enough to go to the jury duty shit was one of the most traumatic experiences I ever had. Watching just multiple Latina mothers just have... Meltdowns as their thorough breakdowns. Their sons are sent oh, to jail. Oh, mijo, they took the wrong one. Oh, he's innocent. Ah, oh, he's innocent. Oh, God, it was... That kind of it was horrifying, and I'm, 
I very rarely react to displays of emotion, but it was uh, watching someone's son get sentenced to 25 years. Rough. I, I rough. find that sort of endearing. You know, I, it, no one grieves quite as well as a Latino mother or a black mother. They're good at it. No they one's have it down. on that level. I assume that's from, like, the generations of trauma, but, yeah, they're good at it. Yeah, they, they actually love their children. If I were to be sent to the pokey, nigh a tear would be shed. No, no. Mostly because it would involve some sort of necromancy to get my mother to the court. You know, she would I'm actually not working. <laughs> I, well, I'm, they'd have they'd have a, a you know someone do a seance for your deposition. Yes, a fucking Ouija board is yeah. here. Yeah, they they'd summon her oh, from beyond. No, he <laughs> is in a in a sound. Goddamn Ouija board. He was a nice boy. <laughs> but no, I, I appreciate the the grieving uh, ethnic mother. I, in fact, I plan on hiring one when I'm on trial. It's, I mean, it, it's a good look for the jury these days. Makes me look multicultural. It also, uh, you know, gives me that little extra pep the, in my step. But yeah, they grieve better. Like when Emmett Till's mother just was like, no, let those motherfuckers see his body. Yeah. Let them see. Let them <laughs> see. Like that's some See G- what they did. That was some G shit. But yeah, the wailing of a Latina mother is haunting. Speaking of the wailing haunting. of the Latinas. You call them whales? That's fat phobic, you piece of shit. She could be fat. I don't know. I haven't seen she her. She was. She was. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. But Look, after the age of 30, it's a... Oh, I was actually referring to my, my inability to sleep last night. This is the oh. second episode this week where I'm going into this zero sleep. I sans thought, sleep. I thought we were still talking about fat Latinas. We sort of are. Okay. But the reason I was unable to sleep is the, the neighbors... Had fat Latinas on the mind? In the building behind us, yes. It's in my search browser and, and who, my mind. Who mostly lives in the building behind us? Fat Latinas. Well, there that's you go. that's what I'm saying. Is the person who was keeping me awake was some shrieking Mexican mother yelling in her own in her mother tongue. She was. That's how you know they're mad. She was telling some children to. Oh yeah. She was also. Oh yeah, come over. She was also faking being Bonito. fucked at like what? five this morning. Yeah. She was faking it or like phoning it in. No, a hundred percent faking it. I think maybe just to fuck with me. Cool. Because no one's that loud. No one's that <laughs> loud during... There was a dude... Did you get any good heavy grunting? Well, that's the thing. No no dude noise. Maybe it she was, was just jerking off. Maybe she was, was you know, but flicking I, the old bean. I can hear her through my bedroom with the, the window closed, across uh-huh. an alley, another apartment building with a whole fucking wall, closed window over there, too. Well, maybe it's not closed. It's closed. I looked. I was no. trying to beat off. <laughs> well, I was trying to look through the window. And, she's obviously trying to share for someone. Yeah, if she's... If That's she, not... So, like, you know how loud you're being at a, certain, if a certain point. If you're doing that at four or five in the morning, you know what you're doing. Also, who's who's jerking at that at that hour? That's a weird. I was attempting to. Like that's a that's when sex addicts are jerking off. That's I. That's why I think she just does it to piss off probably one of the neighbors. Because the other time this isn't the first time they've done it. I've heard she did that for maybe hour and a half on Valentine's Day. Like super loud. Maybe she's she could be. The only way it would make sense is if she's a cam model and just doing way over the top. That actually would make sense, and we should get her address. Um, we don't have to get it. I can open oh, the just, window and just just follow the shrieks. Yeah, I can I can yell like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge trying to. The cam model would make sense. Boy, just what be- day is it today? Just because that's become, I mean, she's like your rooster. That's how you know when it's sunrise. When she goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> like that's how you know. Different it's, kind of cock. Yeah, yes, sun's uh, coming up. There you go. Ta-da. But uh, I I would say it's either that or she's in a dispute with someone she lives like directly adjacent to. Yeah, and she's and, fucking with them because she gets up early anyways. No, I was just going to say you can't really get noise complaints for coming too loud. No. And, so and, so maybe if she had gotten a noise complaint, her way around it was like, oh, you want to see a noise complaint? So she get, just gets up at the crack of dawn and starts moaning as loud as she can to fuck with them because what are you going to do? Go to your like manager, the, the management yeah. at your apartment and be like, hey, she comes really loud. Can you tell her to not? It's also against my code of ethics to shush someone. I didn't know I was moving next to a uh, screamer. Yeah, so very loud, very loud. Building yeah. penetrating loud. I mean, well, it's like women's it's, tennis grunting. Like, it's it's, it's for effect. It's over the top. Initially, I thought she might be a prostitute. 
That's just, I mean, that's possible, but the fact that there's no, well, I mean. I'm going to switch my conspiracy to a cam model, though. You know, that makes more sense to me. The 4 a.m. cam model. She's the early I riser. Even, I wouldn't even say that's, well, maybe she has a foreign crowd. I wouldn't even say that's a conspiracy. That's probably just the most logical explanation. Probably. There's also a guy over there who uh, he leaves for work in his beat-up muscle car at like 3.30 in the morning. His car backfires a lot, and he likes to just rev the engine for a good five minutes before he takes off in the morning. So that's initially what that, fucked me over. That dude I do hear. Obnoxious. I'm surprised nobody's thrown anything at his car yet. Because when we lived back over here a few years ago, there was that one car whose fucking alarm kept going off. Just oh, yes, it was broken. The guy constantly. would come home from work. He would park on the street, and his car alarm would just go off, and there was no way to shut it up. It, it was so fucking annoying. For weeks. At around the same time every day, a car alarm would yeah. just go off for 20 straight minutes. Yeah, and eventually people, because I went over, I was going to fucking break his window because it was driving me insane, but eventually someone else did it for me. Yes. And, and that, uh, that car got fucked up, and you know what happened? That alarm got fucking fixed. Well, you know who else got fucked up? Uh, so this, uh, the, the defense... Shift this way. Sorry, I'm, I'm You're drifting off. You're yeah, drifting. Yeah, yeah. The wheels on the chair are forcing me out of frame. Yeah, I do the same thing. The uh, so the defense guy went on for way too fucking long. Prosecutor stepped in, or he's trying to browbeat them into doing it. I think he's literally trying to bore them into that's what I he mean, wants. That's a real, tactic. Real quick, that's actually not a bad sh- strategy. Is how do you make this not seem as bad as it is? Like make it seem boring. Well, no. make it seem mundane. That, but also the. The prosecutor, so the way it works, at least in this, I don't know if this is always the case. The prosecutor went first, so they started their opening statements. Defense attorney got to do theirs. Prosecutor gets to come back up and wrap it up. So it's possible mm-hmm. by going for fucking three and a half hours, he's trying to get them to forget everything from the first part of just, what the, the prosecutor was talking about. He's just trying to psych out his opponent. Yeah, he's yeah. just trying to overwhelm them with minutia. God bless our legal system. I think they did the same thing in that um, that staircase documentary. One of the lawyers kind of did that to uh, fuck with the jury. The old stalling tactic. Yeah. What a great thing you <clears throat> paid four hundred thousand dollars to learn how to uh, stall. Stall. Yeah. And get potentially guilty men free. Yeah. Or what, what? Vice versa. I'd love to read that chapter in the textbook, like how to get murderous cops off. So this this is what I actually wanted to get to is the when the prosecutor Jerry Blackwell stepped uh, back into the the prosecuting booth. I assume that's what they call it. He he tried. I can tell by the way this is written. He thought he had a fucking home run. This was going to be his. If this the was, glove don't fit, you must acquit. This was his moment. This was going to be his. I have a dream of murderous cops. I have a dream. Of white cops killing black <laughs> children and white children. Although I guess he's the prosecutor, so he won't want this. But this is what he said. Um, I'm going to start talking to you about what I call the 46th witness. You've, a- you've actually, you've actually have heard. You're a fucking lawyer. I'm going to hope what that's a typo in the transcript. I would be so mad if, if I was the family of, of Floyd and the lawyer just stumbles his way through the most important part of the trial, the oh, closing argument. Oh, you mean like when Sidney Powell's uh, lawsuits had multiple typos in them? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> exactly like that. Dumb you, broad. So I'm going to start uh, talking to about, wow, there's even more typos. This gets worse as I go. Uh, let me restart this. Apparently the uh, Green Lantern courtroom translator was drunk. I'm going to start talking to, there's no you, to about what I call the 46th witness. You've actually have heard. Is that like the 48 laws of power? (laughs) Sort of, from the 45 witnesses on the stand. But there is a 46th witness. This witness was testifying to you before you got here into the courtroom. And the only witness that will be talking to you when you're back in deliberation. And that witness, ladies and gentlemen, is common sense. (laughs) Common sense. He repeated it. That wasn't my editorializing. And I have been common sense. They told me I could rhyme like common sense. I sold five mil and ain't rhyme like common common sense. sense. Now that would have been. I risk my case. That would have been a closing closing argument. So we'll see. Uh, We're we're obviously recording this on the 19th. It'll be out on the 21st. Uh, So we'll see if the world is in disarray by the time we get around to it. Well, given the fact that the city of Minneapolis canceled school. 
from Wednesday to Friday. And the NBA did already kind of announce that uh, they're they're expecting the possibility of some games getting moved or canceled over the next yeah. few days here. So they're going to bring in the National Guard. There Which should... is great for the Lakers because, the not the National Guard, but the oh. spending of games. Because Anthony was... Davis is like on they're the gonna... fence and coming back. They're going to protect LeBron? Uh, AD <clears throat> mostly, but yeah, LeBron too. Yeah, it doesn't really matter to the playoffs. But uh, yeah, they got the National Guard coming and uh, they seem to be at least outwardly preparing a little better than last time but they they seem to know i mean we all know like this this could be worse than the rodney king riots let me uh let me read out his charges so chauvin is charged with and we're not gonna stay on this much longer i want to get to more fun conspiracy shit i'm sure everyone's being fucking browbeat with this uh chauvin trial Derek chauvin looks like a little league dad yeah, he, he could be, you know, the dads who have to go, like, stand behind the outfield fence because they're too intense and can't be the near one, the dugout. The ones who were caught drinking at the games. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They're banished to the shadow realm of the outfield. That's what Bar- he looks like. Berating the fucking volunteer refs. Strong. Umpires. What the fuck call was that, Blue? You trying to fuck my boy? Strong yelling at the first base up vibes. Yeah. He was, uh, Chauvin is charged with second degree unintentional murder. Third degree murder. Uh, unintentional murder is a really funny charge. And second degree manslaughter. I I hope he gets hit on at least one of those. How can you unintentionally, like unintentionally murdering someone, just, isn't that just an accident? I think they mean not premeditated. Oh, okay. So third degree? Yeah. No, because they also charged him with third degree. What the hell is the difference? Third degree is kind of manslaughter. Yeah. So just through the course of your actions, he happened to die. But what the fuck is the difference between... Unintentional murder? Unintentional murder. Your Honor, I I murdered him, but it was unintentional. Maybe... I didn't know that was a category. If I had to completely make it up, which I do, because I'm not going to Google it, uh, second degree, I would think, would be perhaps the actions you were taking were aggressive enough to cause harm. You didn't mean to kill him, but during the course of your actions, you happened to kill him. I Whereas thought, manslaughter is like you're driving a car and you fucking hit someone and kill them accidentally. See, I thought that was exactly what third degree was. Because I was going to use, I unintentionally murdered him as like my defense if I ever needed it. Well, now I got to look it up. Second Sh- degree. That, that's really bad for me. Because, yeah, I was going to be like, no, officer, you don't understand. It was unintentional. Well, this is the California law. But uh, what state? They're in Minnesota. Minnesota. That stupid state. They're... They're in for a hell of a week if things don't go right. Yeah, no, this will be worse than the Rodney King riots, oh, which will yeah, be fun causes, to watch. Causes the death of a human being without intent to affect the death of any person while intentionally inflicting bodily harm. So kind of what I said. I think it's... All right, well, I didn't know that was a thing, but that seems like, at minimum, I don't know how they couldn't convict on that one. That one sounds completely accurate. I still think third degree works, but that sounds like a good safety. So map. I think they'll they'll get them on one of these. But that, well, uh, that sounds like a good that's literally what happened. Yes. Unintentional murder is actually the best way to put it cuz like yeah, he killed him. I don't think he really meant to, but he did. What I mean, did. At, the, at the very least third degree should be on the table. Well, I assume unintentional is lesser than third degree though. No, a second degree what? Third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. But what's unintentional? Third degree, I believe, is almost the same as manslaughter in Minnesota. Oh, because I knew it was second and third, but I figured unintentional was underneath that. I don't know. Our laws are so fucking dumb. Doesn't help that all the states have a bunch of different shit to throw in there. So fucking stupid. Third degree murder falls between manslaughter and second degree murder. So it's a half and half. It's a fucking poo-poo platter of murder. It's uh, when you go to Panda Express, you get the half fried rice and the half uh, okay. so, chow mein. So the unintentional is all murder, no intent. Third degree is half and half. I half and it. half. All and right. then there's straight up manslaughter, which is like accident. All right. I'm going to push this uh, fried rice metaphor more. I think it's a better way to explain this yeah, to I people. Yeah, I fucking knocked it out of the park on yeah, that one. That's pretty that's good. good shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to start. the episode. I'm going to reach out to all my right wing Twitter trolls and be like, hey guys, I know how you should be explaining this. You really. know what the. Uh, you know what stupid white people <laughs> love? Chinese food. And and with all the uh, the the drama being stirred up around the Asian community, it's yeah. the perfect time to come with an Asian metaphor. Yeah, you'll also get people going to buy more Chinese food. And like, look, they're stupid and they're fat. Make it simple. So we'll uh, we'll see what he gets uh, convicted on. But I'm not terribly. I don't, it, 
I just want to avoid the rioting. I don't really care either way, one we've, way or the other. Well, we've been saying for a while, like, just blood sacrifice. This cop's not worth it. Just fucking get rid of him. I'd really like to avoid another round of rioting. These riots would be bad. They'd be like these would be these would be genuinely bad. Granted, we're far farther away than we were for the last round. We're not on the front lines anymore. We're we're on the other end of the valley at this point. That's true. We Although, were uh, actually ground zero. Technically, in the last, last round. time, most of the shit that got burned down was over here because it's poor people shit. That's true. But uh, no, nah, yeah, blood sacrifice is like. So sent that this dude's not worth it. Is that cop worth another fifty billion dollars? Because I think's not. So from one blood sacrifice to another, this is something I once again while well not sleeping. This is when I find my best articles. Blood sacrifice, kinda. I, I just chained watched The Simpsons. I'm up to like <laughs> that's a good choice too. I'm up to like season five. So a few episodes back, I had brought up the the numerology in relation to that Colorado King super shooting. Uh-huh. And then I found a post on Reddit that goes even deeper. And uh, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil who it brings in. This is from Reddit user Tim underscore Tory. He had this to say. Ahem. The movie Cobra from 1986 with Sylvester Stallone contains obvious predictive programming for the Boulder, Colorado shooting on 322-2021. <laughs> Have you seen Cobra? Cobra? Cobra is uh-huh. a movie. Uh, Stallone stars as a guy who wears a Jordan Sather-style leather jacket. He wears aviator sunglasses. That's where Sather got the look. Uh, it wouldn't shock me, actually. And he's, then a hu- he's a huge fan Stallone of Stallone is he's chewing on a match instead of a, a toothpick. Because that's they what trying a cool keep, guy does. Were they trying to keep a rating? No. I'd have, I've never seen anyone ever depicted chewing a match. It's it's what a cool guy would do, so you can start fires. What, well, what good's re- a toothpick going to do? I bet that retard was just chewing matches. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't even in the script. Stallone yeah. just showed up uh, eating a matchbook. I gotta eat a box of fucking matches. That's how he kept his voice like that. Uh, oh, here we go. Right. In the movie, there's a scene where the main character shoots up a store called King Market. And the real shooting was, of course, at King Subers. A Skull and Bones logo quickly pops up on the screen in the middle of the scene. I could not find it. I watched the scene. I love these people who go frame by frame from shit and like, no, see, look, it's right here. It's like, you idiot, the camera's moving. I was trying to find it. I couldn't find it. The scene is only like three minutes, and I went through it and didn't. I didn't see shit. You zapruded it? So, yes, I did. Uh, He then goes on to talk about the number 322, which is the number I'd brought up. The number Mm -hmm. 322 is very important to the secret society Skull and Bones. If you're into conspiracy theories, you should know about the Georgia Guidestones being put up on 322, 1980. Damn. The movie Cobra came out exactly 322 weeks <laughs> after the Georgia Guidestones went up. The Boulder shooting was on the 41st anniversary of the Georgia Guidestones going up. You this think he, 41... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish it. Finish this it. 41 is important because in Gematria, Skull and Bones equals 41. Read more about this here. And it links to some not-so website. And then uh, last paragraph here. This is also more symbolism, like it being at King Supers during the, quote, Corona, but that is even farther down the rabbit hole. Uh, corona means crown, <laughs> king, crown. I get right, it. Right, 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 right. If you do the math, the first vaccine in America was given on 12-14-2020. Oh, God, he did the math. The date directly between the two great American eclipses on 8-21-2017 and 4-8-2024. The word corona not only means crown, but the shit that is around the sun, I think that's the technical term, the shit that is around the sun. That's how they say it. During a total solar eclipse. Now. Okay. I, I read that at first. I was like, this seems like a, a hell of a stretch to bring uh, Stallone playing Cobretti, a.k.a. Think, Cobra, into this. Do you think he looked up 322 days first? Yes. And then yes. realized there was nothing there and was like, fuck, I got to go to weeks. I think all of these are you the, would you would never start with weeks. All of these are the historical equivalent of a backronym. Also huge boomer movie to pick. Oh, yeah. I love this movie, by the way. Boomers love Stallone. If you like shitty cliche action movies, this is top tier. Well, but for the boomers, that's like their version of The Rock. Yes, this is this is a very 
very solid movie to them. Future president, Mr. Rock Johnson. All right, so he had brought up, uh, he tied this movie to the Georgia Guidestones, the release 322 weeks after Georgia Guidestones. What are the Georgia Guidestones talk about? They got uh, population White, under 500 million. White supremacy. They, they want to guide reproduction, and they want to create a language to unite the people, and then there's some other shit, but they're those also, are the main ones. They're also very expensive. Theoretically, yes. They're, they're, I read a great article about the dude who made them, and they interviewed about it. Interviewed he was a him. fucking weirdo. <laughs> well, he was also like a master uh, like stonemason, though. He's like the only person who could do this, and the amount of money it made him was like retarded. And it was so expensive. It all it took basically a few years. He he just did nothing but this, and the slabs were massive. And I think the the theory massive. the theory mostly surrounding these is, is uh, the Georgia Guidestones were put up during the like height of the Cold War. So the the suspected yeah. use is he thought this would be something that would still be around after basically the collapse of civilization. What he explains... And these could be the rules to rebuild civilization. Well, and the other thing he explains is, and he doesn't go into too much detail, but it seems like it's probably a billionaire or philanthropist group of some sort who paid for them because, yeah, they thought the end was nigh. Yes. And they needed to instruct... I don't know, I guess whatever radiation-ridden humans were left. Well, because they also had the thing about create a universal language to unify the remaining 500 million people. So I do think it was like their, their instructions on how to rebuild yeah. life. Yeah, and I think it had like five different languages in it or something. I believe you're right. It, it kind of reminds me, there was an old project when they were trying to... Uh, I mean, it was a Rosetta Stone type thing. There was a project when they were trying to, I think it was bury nuclear waste like they were they were throwing it away in the desert or something i think they bury it in nevada but because of how long the half-life is something the scientist had to consider is if someone finds this shit in three thousand years they have to immediately know it's dangerous so they spent <laughs> like a lot of time and money developing symbols that they thought what no a matter who or what language they speak We'll be able to look at them and know, like, oh, these are no-no bins. The poor bastard who fucking digs that up in 3,000 years. Very confused. Oh, yes, you're my, my king. I have found the the elixir to immortality. <laughs> yes, these quickly these green milkshakes. Drink it and you'll become the Hulk. Although, how rad must be being a billionaire be? Because uh, being that, able to do shit like that yeah, is just, my dream. Just like, hey, I got a, a few wrecked extra, Stonehenge. Yeah, I'm going to get drunk and be like, hey... Can you build me, like, a 40-ton monument? Sick. So, with that said, Georgia Guidestones... Now, props... I also will give that dude to close props for never revealing who who had that shit made. He, yeah. he, kept yeah, that, he, he kept that secret. That's hard to do these days. So, they put up these stones about how to rebuild society, and then a mere 322 weeks later, we get the box office classic, Cobra. Now... The scene he talks about where there's mm -hmm. shooting in the supermarket. It's the very first scene in the movie. If you want right. to watch it, it's on, it's on YouTube. You can find it. You'll regret it, but uh, go ahead. It's not a bad scene. So in the scene, there's, there's like a terrorist dude who takes over the supermarket, starts shooting people, gets some, some witty one-liners off. Cobra infiltrates the store, locates and negotiates with the gunman who threatens him by speaking of a vague, unknown organization known as the New World a supremacist group of social Darwinist radicals. Social Darwinist? Yeah. That's what, what the they, fuck does that even mean? It means the strongest survive. Kind of like what the Georgia Guidestones is implying. I didn't... 322 weeks prior to the release of this blockbuster classic. I didn't realize you could rep Darwin like that. I didn't realize he was a set you could claim. So uh, social Darwinist radicals that despise modern society and believe in killing the weak leaving only the strongest and smartest to rule the world. And how are they going to do that? They're going to do that with coronavirus. Isn't that closer to eugenics? Shh. Cabretti then kills the gunman by throwing a knife at his stomach. <laughs> so I... I oh, knife to the gut. I did think it was kind of interesting that the... Uh, it, now, the guy didn't mention the last, like, 20 minutes we just talked about in his post... Yeah, he, he left out the whole part where where the the gunman in the movie was actually saying he's part of the new world order, and they they wanted population control. Seems like a big thing to leave out because it yeah. kind of ties it together much or, more nicely. Excuse me, not eugenics, population control. Yeah, yeah, 
Well, it's but similar enough. The Georgia Guidestones are more like predestination and population control. They just think that people are going to die during the rapture. I think you're right, but most heavy conspiracy theorists take it to be a, uh, this is proof that the eugenics-based program is coming to, are we gonna, to eliminate us all. Where are we going to put all the bodies? Incinerate them. I mean, we could get rid of most of us. We got stupid people. Oh, Actually, man. we need the population to rise another few more years. I need more YouTube users. I found an article about, you're never going to believe this, it was a uh, a corrupt politician in Mexico. Damn, I don't still have the tab open. But Isn't that say, like a misnomer at this point? Isn't it like, oh, he's a not corrupt politician in Mexico. Like, you shouldn't even preface it with the corrupt. This it's guy, only really a preface if you say like, oh, he's actually a good politician. The uh, This guy was particularly bad for the reason I will attempt to uh, get to if my phone will work with me. Uh, where's the Wikipedia? Pause for a second so I can find this. And we're back. So you saying where would they put all the bodies with respect to the Georgia Guidestone? That reminds me yes. of this uh, this governor I read about, uh, Javier Duarte de Ochoa. Sounds very reasonable, fella. As a uh, Mexican politician formerly affiliated with the Institutional Revolutionary Party. Things didn't end, end, end well for him. He's in jail currently. Was but that a communist organization? Fuck if I know. I'm not reading about their politics. I was <laughs> in it for the following. I just know a lot of the cartels used communist organizations to kill people. In September 11th, 35 bodies were found tortured and murdered in two abandoned trucks in the town of Boca del Rio, Veracruz, outside a building where Governor Duarte de Ochoa was conducting a meeting. As evidence emerged that the killings had been made possible through police collusion, the governor took the unprecedented step of disbanding the entire Boca del Rio police force in an attempt to root out <laughs> corruption. In March 2017, an estimated 250 human remains were found in mass graves in Veracruz. So yeah. that's how you get rid of the bodies. Mass graves. Mexico rules. Yeah, but you gotta think about this. This is a scale problem. We're talking about billions of bodies. Oh, you just burn them. That's, that's yeah, how you do it. We don't have that many incinerators. We need a natural disaster to, like, wipe out most of them first. Quick, call Hitler. Bring him, bring him back on yeah, the scene. He barely got to six million. Once again, scale that up by a factor of a hundred. I would just chuck them in the ocean, or I'd borrow a SpaceX rocket and just keep shipping them out. We could probably use them to feed the animals in the ocean to keep them alive while this while nuclear winter is upon us. Yeah, there there's ways to use. Uh, not to mention they're decomposing bodies; they can just be fucking fertilizer. I wonder if anybody's surprised that that we got to like the Cold War era shit when the coke was so good, because that's something that happens when you're paranoid. They're gonna fucking blow. yeah. They're gonna fucking shoot us, man. They're gonna shoot fucking nukes over here. We better be ready. Those Russians are gonna do it. Because that's like what you get to it, like the tail end of a coke binge, and you're just like the fuck. The fucking cops are watching me, man. They're here. They're here somewhere. I gotta shoot them first. For as much shit as people talk about uh, mutually assured destruction, it seems to have worked. Like let's let's be real. Well, it worked because I think they realized how close they were to like doing that shit. Everyone knows that if you launch a nuclear weapon, the world ends. That's, that's, it's game over. There's, there's no, you can't put that, uh, horse back in the, uh, the, the thing before they run. God damn, well, I suck. The bombs had gotten too big is the problem. Yeah. Well, you can just annihilate the entire, yeah. the entire earth could be wiped out in like 35 minutes. After the Russians built like, what was it called? Sar Bomba or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. talked about that one. I think everybody was like, all right, guys, look, if we actually use these, it's going to be ugly. Cause, uh. Because they really wanted to. On the plus side, it would be cool. Well, so that was the true story of how Sylvester Stallone planned the King's super shooting, according to a Reddit user. Do you have, uh, what else do we have in the the article dossier? So I haven't completely read all of it, but there was a big uh, article. That's came. okay. Alex only reads the headlines. Well, that's usually all <laughs> I read. That's all I read when I was tweeting about the shooting. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, to the shooter. So, no, it was uh, an article from The Drive about uh, there had been reports of, like, drone swarms uh, buzzing, like, Navy installations and shit. In the, in the U.S.? Or? Yeah, yeah, in the U.S. Huh. Um, and they didn't really know what they were. Uh, a lot of people were calling them probably UFOs. Mm -hmm. uh, but this article kind of just breaks down. They call them adversary drones. Uh, they don't exactly identify who. Wasn't there a push by one of the UFO groups to kind of reclassify 
the UAPs as like enemy combat uh, combatants. Basically, wasn't that part of the what to the stars? Uh, Academy with Tom DeLonge and all them before it fell apart. Yeah, weren't they saying that that they thought well, these people <clears throat> were negative entities who were here to attack us? They did, they did. But also, one of the primary theories for a lot of the UFOs is that they would obviously be drones, because why would you necessarily yeah, send what, a, an actual like right? Person? Why would you risk a person when yeah. you could just send a, a which robot, makes sense? Like I guess Minerva. what's I guess what's more interesting with this is that they're occurring repeatedly in similar areas. I don't exactly know why they'd be scouting our Navy, except unless Nuclear they're... Nuclear weapons. That's true. They really seem to have an issue That's with those. That's apparently where they always pop up. It would be funny if we just found out <clears throat> that mankind, out of all the ways you can make weapons, we just found like... We the, nailed it. Well, we just found like the two most <laughs> destructive with just the gun and then the nuclear bomb. For is they, they just come down like we can't believe you guys like made it to those two first like that usually takes forty million years. You know, a lot of people like to talk about how dumb the majority of the human race is, and that's true. But the smart people, the smart, smart people are really fucking smart. We're knocking it out of the park on certain shit. We could destroy this planet with like four typos. When it comes to murder, we're humans yeah. number one. Well, we, <laughs> number we have one it, lucky murder. We have it on the the micro and macro scale. You, we can kill individually. At a very high clip, and we can also destroy planets, but we can make them uninhabitable. And speaking of planets, today we're going along this uh, this human accomplishment theme. Like uh, when when was the the Wright brothers fly? It was the early nineteen hundreds, like early 19, 1900s, 1906, 1909, something like that. Somewhere somewhere around Tesla, yeah. So now we're we're floating around in twenty twenty one. Today we had uh, the first helicopter flight on Mars. The footage so far is uh, of shit quality because it, you know, it takes a minute to get from Mars back to here. So it's going a bit of a distance. Theoretically, we're supposed to get higher quality footage later today, but that was pretty cool. The uh, footage being faked, and we're gonna get, uh, we're gonna get a helicopter on uh, Titan at some point as well. The Which, Titan helicopter looks pretty cool from the designs. I'm most interested in that one because the atmosphere is so different that, like. If you were a human and you had like fucking Icarus wings, well, you could like and walk you just on, flap. Yeah, you'd be able to fly. You'd be able it's to so fly. Dense. You can like walk on the clouds, which sounds awesome. That sounds rad. It sounds like what everyone promises an acid trip to be. It's, it's what I would it's sign walking up on sunshine. If I was going to sign up to be an astronaut, that's what I would expect to be doing: walking on sunshine, walking on clouds. Yeah, like condensed sunshine. It does sound pretty rad. It sounds awesome. But uh, I'm interested in the fact that there's so many of these articles and the stories seemingly coming out here in the last month or two. It makes me suspicious. It's, Anytime <clears throat> news media is pushing a unified front when it comes to something like this, I do have to uh, question well, I'm getting, why you're doing it. Most of it's coming from actual like UFO reporters and shit. So it's not mm. coming from CNN and whatnot, which makes me feel a little better about it. Uh, I would assume, cause sometimes this stuff comes out in like just troves instead of just little here and here. So it wouldn't, it would yeah. make sense if there's a handful of things that are just matriculating their way out. They've it's, already had the faucet isn't tripping. It's either on or off. You're getting all a lot of shit at once or you're getting absolutely nothing for a while. And, and we makes, got, we got a pretty good dump in the last week and a half, two weeks here. There's well, a decent amount of footage to go along with it being coordinated. I mean, if you wanted to boost the morale of a country that hates itself at the moment you know telling people aliens are real like hey we got something to like it's a morale booster you got something to live for folks there's another planet we can ruin although that would cause a certain segment of population to spiral out of control with the fear-mongering just knowing that god is is sending those aliens to kill us all there's a lot of uh end time shit popping up in my instagram feed oh people have been been thinking the end is nigh heavy the last few years. I was told I have to let God into well, my life. And then the second Donald Trump lost, the pastors who were too cowardly to admit they were wrong and just wanted the money were like, we're living in the end times, folks. <laughs> yeah, give us your money, though. We might be able to talk the big man out of it. For enough funding, I can talk to God and avoid with, disaster. With Joe Biden as president, we are definitely going back to hell, folks. I tell you what, now you better donate here to me. He's a literal Satanist. Hit that Patreon. This is past <laughs> to take your money. Uh, yeah, no, people. a lot of people think the end is nigh. I don't exactly know if... The end is Bill Nye. The religious crowd... 
would have as many people freaking Bill out. Bill Nye, the eschatology guy. I'd love to Bill, see Bill. 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 Bill just becoming like a hardcore, like fundamental rule, like <laughs> fundamentalist prepper. Inertia is a property of matter. That one stays the same. The rest is different, but inertia is always a property of or, matter. I mean, well, I guess Bill's already telling us we're doomed because he keep, keeps trying to make everyone think the planet's on fire. He sure does. Also, didn't his mask video get debunked? Uh, I don't know. I never saw he did his some mask video, video trying to be like, no, the masks work, and he like put it on and like tried to blow out a candle or some shit. I don't know. It was retarded. Now, now, he's not a scientist. I love that he gets. He's got to be one of the most popular you, fake scientists. You know what though? He was an engineer at I believe NASA. He's That's what they want you to. So think. he's not like a, you know, not a medical doctor, but who told smart you, dude? Who told you that NASA? Big, big nigh. <laughs> I learned from the big bill lobby. Big science works for big, big, big nigh. Big dick bill nigh. Uh, his lobby. His, that's the name of a super pack. It's, uh, fuck, where it was about. Oh, Bill Nye reminds me of the, uh, that terrible sex junk song, which reminds me of uh, everyone unnecessarily. I read the law freaking out over the transgender uh, like dick inspection rules they passed oh, in yeah, Florida. They got to inspect your child's genitalia. Which, if you read the law, that's 100% not true. Obviously, no. you're not, your kid's not going to go to school and the, the fucking gym yeah. teacher's just going to finger blast him and be like, all right, you're on the girls' team. Yeah, like, no, you want to come suit up? All right, take your pants off real quick. I'm just going to do a quick 10-minute inspection. No, no, I work, your penis. I work for the city. Now bend over. Yeah, <laughs> the doctor will be with you shortly. They're just going to hire pedophiles for that job. So, yeah, I saw a bunch of people freaking about that. But uh, one of the other things they'll allow them to do is that, first of all, obviously a medical professional is the one carrying out the, the fucking examination. They're not going to oh, be Oh, it's a, not the ref? No, they're not going to be a track needs be like, all right, everyone present your nuts to the ref. It's not going to be like a cup check in Little League when the ref comes over and is like, all right, show me you your balls. Keys. Yeah. Can you imagine... Uh, uh, <laughs> never, never, <laughs> never mind. Uh, the... A kid, though, listen, if I if I were a girl trying to beat in a male sport, I would buy a big black wizenator and try and pass it off as my own genitals. I don't think that's who they're worried about. I, den I identify as I having a big black dick. I don't think they're concerned about the little girls with big black dicks. I think they're concerned about the no, little boys. No, it's the other way. The law, yeah. the law is pretty clear on, like, they don't give a fuck. Show if, me your penis. They don't give a fuck if a girl wants to compete with no, the boys. because you're punching it's up. the other way around they're yeah. more concerned about. Yeah, which I, I guess that makes sense in high school. I don't know why we can't just... Can't we just, like, make it a case-by-case -case basis? Like, how many of these kids are going to actually be, be good? We can, uh... Like, we... shouldn't that really be the only time it matters? Like, are you good? I... Okay, then this might be a problem in high school. If you suck, like, who cares? It's, uh, it's always struck me as a weird thing to make a big issue about, because we've talked about it before. We are. It's something like 0.4% of the population is trans. So, realistically, when we're talking student-athletes in high school... Yeah, we're talking we're a fraction... Talking 20 people in the entire fucking country. I mean, it might it's be. It's not that big a deal. It might be more than that, but like. It, there's not a trans. There's probably going to be 30 to 50 a year. Maybe. There's, there's maybe. Not a male to female trying to play hoops at every high school across well, the country, which of, is the way they present it. And of those cases, like what? Where is it going to actually be a bit of an issue with like five yeah, the only issue is because most high school it's a Juana man situation. He comes in, he's just dropping seventy point triple doubles in every game. Yeah, and I think and those, he's six six. I think those cases will be pretty easy to spot. But like, yeah, most people don't forget that uh, high school athletes tend to suck. They should be doing this on a case by case basis. Yeah, obviously, a LeBron James should not be able to get a sex change and compete against uh, women in high school. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's a problem. That could be an issue there. LeBron would have averaged 150 points a game if he was going up against... Well, he would have hurt people. Women's teams, yes. He would have hurt people. That's where it's an issue in high school. <laughs> Speaking but of hurt people, I... Hurt people hurt people? That, and uh, I gotta say, I listened back to the very end of uh, Monday's episode. I almost escaped with my Ben Askren take being decent. I made it. I made it through looking pretty good. You were pretty good. I I saw the fat and was like, I don't know. I was pretty good. I was listening back to it. I was kind of proud of myself. I was like, oh, this I isn't nearly as to, bad as I remember. I can't believe we forgot to talk about the fight. And then I get to the very end of our conversation. The one thing I specifically target out as a dumb fucking bet is a first round knockout. 
I, I made sure to mention, I'm like, there's no Oops. fucking, what idiot bets on a first round knockout in an Oops. exhibition? And then 15 seconds into the fight, Ben Askren gets his ass <laughs> gets fucking rocked. the fuck out. I kept trying to think, like, did he throw it? Was that a was that a dive? But I kept watching that replay and, like, no, he got fucking, unless he agreed to take a really hard punch, like, he got fucking hit hard. If he threw it, that's the most convincing acting. No, if he threw it, he he agreed to just get hit in the head. He I just said, fuck it, I'll give you one shot to the head, hit me as hard as you can, because he was not faking the stumble. I saw people saying it was an early stoppage, and I would agree if they were both trained boxers, but Ben Askren and Jake Paul are amateurs for most, for all intents and purposes. Technically, it's a professional fight, but they're not, you know, they're not uh, actual boxers. If it had been Jake Paul, I think they probably would have let the fight keep going. Well, yeah, let's, let's put it this way. If well, because he's younger. If this was a title fight for a legitimate belt, that fight's yeah. not getting stopped. Yeah. He's going to be allowed to continue. But yeah, most of those fights... But if Jake get, Paul owns a portion of trailer. Well, and, and if you get one good punch in the head in those, like, they're not... I think they probably know that those dudes that are fighting don't protect themselves as good as they could. So they don't want someone to actually get killed that's going to cost a lot of money. Now, despite Jake Paul and uh, Askren being the main draw, the more interesting one to me was actually the fight before between two legitimate boxers. I mean, the, the Jake Paul fight ended up being the most interesting just because he knocked him the fuck out and Tyson... We time. were grabbing each other on the couch yeah. just going, holy shit, yeah. holy shit. Yeah, I regretted not gambling on it. Stupid fucking sports bet ru- book Stupid rules. Stupid California. But uh, yeah, the fight before was interesting just because... Let me and, let me find this guy's name. So the guy before... And uh, I still never found got an update. Have you found an update? No, and that's why I think he threw this. So you th- we think he was faking. Yes. So for those who didn't watch the fight, this uh, this guy, huh. Ivan Redkoch, I didn't write down the name of the his opponent, but so they're both legitimate boxers. This was going to be a, a eight round or 10 round fight. It was uh-huh. 10 round, I think. It was, uh, yeah, theirs was 10 rounds. Now, Ivan was getting outboxed pretty, pretty thoroughly. He was taking a good amount of blows, which it was, it seemed like he was going to go down in the next round or two regardless. But then there was an interesting point, and I believe it was round four. Yeah. Or round three, somewhere in somewhere there. Somewhere in the early few. The the other guy, he throws uh, a shot, and it's kind of like a lower hook. It was yeah, a little with a little upward swing to it. And Ivan grabs his nuts falls to the ground and is just screaming in agony. Yeah, if he was faking it, he was faking it really well because he looked like he was in a lot of pain. He rolled. He was rolling like around. He, he was rolling around like something had happened. At first, I, I was telling you, I was like, did he just fucking break his testicles? Like, did he yeah, just I fucking think, pop him? Well, I think you and I, because I said, like, maybe he tore his groin because yeah. that would, because you saw the replay and he clearly didn't get hit in the nuts, if at all. Well, so... When they showed the replay, not only did he not get hit in the nuts, it wasn't even close to his nuts. Yeah, it, it was. It flew past if like anything, the mid portion hit in, of like, his ribs. Yeah, if anything, he got hit in the ribs. Where because when I saw the replay, I was like, maybe he somehow broke a rib there. Because you'd roll around in pain if you yeah. just snapped a rib. Um, but although there were also further angles where it kind of looked like he didn't even get hit at all on the punch, it looked like maybe the dude's wrist glanced off part of him. If anything, it was a freak accident, probably one way or the other. But what made it weird was they fucking, like, the medical te- team came out. And, they like, took looked, him out on a fucking yeah, they, stretcher. They took him out on a stretcher and, like, strapped him down. I was like, if he was faking, I don't think they would do that. No, nah, I think he committed. Because he was still yeah, pretending but, like it was a low blow. He wasn't grabbing his ribs. He was grabbing his dick. I guess unless he just had sudden onset dick pain, which I don't think is a real disorder. Look, I've seen a lot of dudes get hit in the nuts playing sports. I've never seen one have to be carted off. Manu Ginobili got a nut knocked out and walked off the court. And he's not even the guy who's used to taking physical punishment as part of a sport. Yeah. And the one thing I was thinking is because as a real boxer doing that is pretty much the end of your career. Yeah, especially because now so, everyone thinks you threw the fight. But I, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt at first because I was thinking, you know, maybe in the next day or two, they'll reveal there was a, a random freak, like a ruptured spleen or, that's or what something I, weird. That's what I figured. I figured it was just weird timing. But here we are uh, two days after the fight. Now, I, I also don't know if the Jake Paul thing no kind of made everybody forget about it. No, no. There's articles about that fight. And pretty much all the articles are just saying like, he threw it. This fucker threw it. 
that's that's all, but that's so weird. Just which because, makes me think because uh, he's a real fighter, or at least trying to be. He was getting his ass beat though, and he may yeah, have been but like. Why, but you can go out like just take a punch to the uh, the ribs or the head, and just don't get up. You don't have to roll around and go, "Oh my nuts." I also, what kind of moron hits the ground? Is like, oh my balls, ref, my fucking balls. Well, because uh, he tried to get like a a technical victory instead of just. So when you Going get punched down on in the nuts in uh, boxing and MMA, they give you the in boxing. It's you get five minutes to like recover, and if you can't recover, you forfeit the fight. Your opponent wins. Two thoughts. Unless it's a low blow, though, because that's what they were talking about when they were doing the initial no, replay. Even if it's a low blow, I thought and the way you don't they recover were, after the time limit. I thought when we were, and maybe this is just Triller, but I thought the way they explained it was if it's deemed a low blow and it's illegal, you no. lose the fight. You would get. If not, why wouldn't... Assuming it's not intentional. Why wouldn't you just always punch people in the nuts? Well, most people have some sort of honor regarding the sport. If you can win. That used to be one of my moves when I would play uh, Fight Night Round 3 on the PS2, is there uh-huh. was a, a way you could turn off low blows as being illegal. <laughs> so I'd play as Muhammad Ali, and he had this wind-up lower hook. <laughs> and I would just fucking... I cooked just people in the nuts. Uppercut punch yeah, the just fucking dick. Uppercut to the testicles my way to the heavyweight champ. Yeah, I mean, if I can... Not get DQ'd, I'd obviously punch someone in the nuts if I was losing. So I had two thoughts on why he may it may have ended the way it did. You get way bigger payouts for fights ending in a specific round, if you guess it. Uh-huh. And that payment is way higher if you guess the method by which it ends. And it's even higher if it's something obscure like the way it ended. So you're saying he, he had someone put money on it for him? I can't accuse him of that. but I the, mean, that's a boxing tradition. It wouldn't, if there was ever an event, that event was a fucking clown show. If there was ever an event. These events are always meant to be clown shows. If there was an event where a boxer would be willing to kind of throw away his dignity temporarily for a gigantic payday, that would have been the event. I, I, I mean, that, that's possible, but he threw such a fit doing it that like i think it was wwe i think it was theatrics but, i think he was acting his fucking girlfriend well, came up to the stage no, and was but, like pointing at shit but what i meant by that is like if he's having someone gamble under the table like they're gonna look at him now because he threw this whole stunt like you could have done this quietly and maybe you pull that off well it's not but like he's he, fucking rolling around like someone had just shot him it's not uh it's not like he would have bet on himself he would be very many degrees removed from this Maybe. Now nah, these dudes are usually not that smart. I would assume so, but one way or the other, if you'd assume that money's matriculating back to him, uh, if they know he fucking threw it, they're going to watch, I would think. You'd think, but I don't think so. I don't think, anybody, I don't think anyone in the boxing community gives a fuck what Triller's doing. I don't think most gamblers give a fuck, because I'm guessing a lot of gamblers made a lot of money having some inside yeah. dirt. Yeah, but who do you think lost money? Because uh, of him doing that, if he did normal it on, people, if he did it on purpose, is what I'm saying. That's normal people lost money. I guess. I if, guess if you can get a fucking a a parlay on those three things happening, low blow in a specific round, no, I, ending you, in a weird like the money, pseudo disqualification. The money part makes sense. It's just that he yeah he he rolled around there like a like a fucking soccer player. Well, he had to sell it. That That's part of the thing. The low blow would be part of the hyper-specific ending because if he just goes down, that's just a, a TKO or a knockout, depending on how he goes down. If he goes down like that, I I would be willing to bet that... I'll bet on this bet. The, uh, <laughs> I'm not a degenerate. <laughs> Let me, what's the action on gambling on gamblers? Bring up Robin Hood. Can you gamble on that yet? I wish. Uh, but I would be willing to, to uh, bet that... The payout for that specific ending was magnitudes of ten higher than it would have been for just a straight knockout. Oh, definitely. That specific definitely. ending was probably like a plus fourteen thousand. Definitely. I mean, yeah, the the money would would probably be worth it. I don't doubt that. There, it's just, I don't know. This is what makes it interesting because it was such a theatrical flop. He he really committed, and that I appreciate. And I mean, I, I, it was mostly getting carried off in a stretcher where I was like, ah, that seems, this seems like a lot for someone who claims to have just gotten hit in the balls. Well, let's, uh, no one wants to hear us talk boxing despite how much we want to do it. Do you have something to Well, we're to talking about with? someone getting hit in the balls. There's it, a it's difference. It's a conspiracy of, there's uh, a difference of boxing. Here. 
Uh, let's see. I had an idea where a, a man turns into a woman to try and like understand him. Like, I don't know, God does it shallow or some shit. Kind of like shallow how, <laughs> but then instead he's just repeatedly assaulted. So then he just becomes bitter. That's pretty much <laughs> that's, it. He just, a, it's a great movie. He doesn't learn anything. He just gets raped repeatedly and just actually ends up more angry than he was to begin with. Well, it's, and, it, but it's, he's angry at men. As great of an idea as I think that is. And then my and other it's one. really fantastic. My other one when I was trying to come up with more people was uh, Forgotten Figures in History, but it's uh, like the Lunatics edition. So I have like the dude from like uh, the Renaissance era who who says the plague is a hoax. Forgotten crazy people. Yeah, uh, I was trying to think Alex of. Alex Jones's throughout history. Yeah, I was trying to think of some other good ones. The Flat Earthers, I was thinking of something with them, but they're not even. They're so fucking stupid at this point, I don't even know how to make fun of them. Nah, it's, it's game over on the I was also Earthers. trying to think of who the other, like, a Second Amendment lunatic throughout <laughs> history would be. And I don't know if it's just, like, someone in 1820 would be like, they're going to take our muskets. All right, I'm, we'll wrap up with this. This is a book uh, that our, our former co-host, Jim Green, God knows where he is now. We Rest haven't been peace. able to touch, get in touch with him no, Jim, or touch him Jim for Green, a long time. Jim Green and Jim Gray Poupon are dead. So he, he left us this book titled Strange Stories, Amazing Facts. I just opened to it uh, a random page. Mm-hmm. I will read one of these strange stories and or amazing facts. And I feel mm-hmm. like we can end like that. Read away. Uh, do we want, do you want the throwaway society of the Kawakatul Indians or do you want the Diamond of Doom, a jewel that drove men mad. Oh, that's an obvious answer. Yeah, Diamond, Diamond of, of Doom. Doom. The okay. one that's the Indiana Jones plotline. Oh, a brief reading. Indiana Diamond of Jonestown. Doom, a jewel. <laughs> that's it. He's trying to get the Kool-Aid with a whip. <laughs> dun, 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 no, there's, dun, dun. You Dr. Wanna... Jones, you're, you're fucking killing everyone. Shut up. There's treasure buried here. Don't you know the bodies were a cover up? <laughs> Diamond of Doom. In the uh, Smithsonian, Jesus Christ, take two. In the Smithsonian Institute in Washington, D.C., lies the priceless Hope Diamond. Its blue rays flicker from an ice cool heart. It seems harmless. It does seem harmless. A diamond, it seems harmless. It I, seems I, harmless. I mean, every kiss begins with K. But it's a drool that drove men mad, according to the tagline of this. Yet this cold and brilliant gem has a history of such blood and passion that more than 20 deaths have been blamed on its impassive beauty. For over three centuries, kings, paupers, thieves, and courtesans have looked upon its opulence and been driven mad. Its first victim, according to legend, was a Hindu priest who fell under its spell 500 years ago. Soon after, it was mined from the Kishna River in southwest India. He stole it from the forehead of an Indian temple idol. Cool. Kind of like uh, Little Uzi got it's, that that like jewel. Oh yeah, it's jewel. <laughs> I can't wait until someone robs that shit and rips it off his it's fucking gonna head. It's going to be so painful. Oh, someone is going to rip that shit right off his fucking head. So this uh, this Indian dude, but he, but he was caught and put to death by torture. Stop That's stealing harsh. my diamonds. The diamond turned up in Europe in 1642 in the hands of a French trader smuggler named Jean-Baptiste Tissonnier. That's a rad smuggling name. He made enough... <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce his last name, so I just went with that. To say it like a douchebag. He made enough money from selling it to buy himself a title and an estate. Tissonnier's son got so deeply into debt through gambling that the trader was forced to sell all he had gained. Tissonnier headed back to India to remake his fortune and was torn to death by a pack of wild dogs. <laughs> wow. What a, what a what terrible a turn way. turn of luck. Yeah, what a terrible way to go out. You find a fucking huge diamond and then... Not a diamond, but the diamond. The, diamond. the most expensive yeah. diamond. And then a pack of wild dogs tears you into pieces. After your fucking ancient Hunter Biden of a son fucks all, all the money away. Yeah, why also do we give the French credit for being such good cooks when they eat fucking snails? It's the accent. Once again, everything comes down to an accent. No one can understand. You seem more cultured. It doesn't sound like you're eating disgusting snails. If someone from Louisiana what told you they were going sauteed. to cook snails for you, you'd tell them to shut the fuck up. We just had snails in their own sauce and you'd love it. Yes, it's great. The gem reappeared in the possession of French King Louis Fourteenth, who had it cut from its original 112 and a half carats down to 67 and a half carats. He Nicholas. fucking parted it out. Yeah, and they didn't know what uh, what they had at the time. Nicholas Fuquat. It, it, uh-huh, it, it, kind, it kind of looks more like fuck it 
Fuck Nicholas Fuckett, a like government that. official who borrowed it for a state ball, was convicted in 1665 of embezzlement and imprisoned for the rest of his life. Louis himself died a broken and detested man as he was much vaunted, as his much vaunted empire crumbled in a series of military catastrophes. Ignorant of the evil that had added to their crown jewels, <laughs> uh, three, <laughs> three more of the French royal family were to die. The Princess de Limbal, who wore it regularly, was beaten to death by a mob. Awesome. Damn, oh, this that... diamond fucks people up. Was that in the French Revolution? Maybe. Uh, Louis the Sixteenth and his queen, Mary uh, Antoinette. Marie Antoinette, let of them course, eat cake. Who had inherited it, died on the guillotine. Yes, we know that one. Oh, all right, real quick. You know what's funny? Mm. There, one of the episodes of Curse of Oak Island is a theory about how this, I don't know if it's this diamond, but one of the like priceless jewels that Louis and Marie Antoinette owned mm. supposedly made their way to... Oak Island. It was smuggled out during the, the revolution. That's what our friend David would call a synchronicity. And you mm -hmm. know what? Uh, I did find an old video, not that old, like two or three years ago, of David speaking at Contact in the Desert. I think we might get to that on a Space Weirdo Friday in the coming weeks. I'd love to do... I miss Davy Boy. Yeah, I'd love to do a classic David. All right, let's get through the rest. There are only a few paragraphs left. Um... Then in 1792, while post-revolutionary Paris was still in turmoil, the diamond vanished again for nearly 40 years. The gap left plenty of room for legends. French jeweler Jacques Silo is said to have gloated over its beauty until he went insane and killed himself. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, who looks at a diamond and is like, it's so beautiful, I gotta die? I guess that's one big fucking diamond. I don't know. I've never... I've never been in that type of awe. It's like in Once Upon a Time in Mexico where Johnny Depp eats the food and he's like, this is so good, I have to kill the chef. I guess like It doesn't maybe, make a ton of sense, but I, I get it on some level. Maybe when you live in an era where everything sucks. A Russian prince, Ivan Kanitovsky, goddamn. I picked a random article and it is just full of names I can't pronounce. I'll give you my journalism book about writing out foreign names. A Russian prince, Ivan, gave it to his... A uh, Parisian mistress then shot her dead. Well, that seems like a dick move. And was later murdered himself. Even Catherine the Great of Russia is believed to have worn the stone before she died of apoplexy. It was only rediscovered for uh, for certain after a Dutch diamond cutter sheared it down again to its present weight of 44 and a half carats. So this thing is now a third of what it once Fucking, was. They just keep parting it out. That uh, That Dutch diamond cutter? Committed suicide when his son stole it from him. Jesus Christ. The jewel continued to bounce from hand to a uh, bloody hand across Europe and to Henry Thomas Hope, a very wealthy, uh, wealthy Irish banker who bought it for just 150 grand and gave the diamond its modern name. His grandson later died penniless. Maybe they had problems selling it after it killed like its last eight owners. Yeah, it's like in California, you got a report if someone kills yeah. themselves in your house. It, it fucks with the value a little. Yeah, when you buy like golf clubs that were used to bash someone's skull in. Especially like 130 years ago, people a bit more superstitious back then. Yeah, ghosts was real. In 1908, the Turkish Sultan Abdul Hamed bought it for 400000 He gave it to his wife, Subaya, then stabbed her. All right, I wish they gave us the time frame. Like, yeah, is he did handing he... the diamond and stabbing in one in one swift motion? Yeah, was he, like, was it a ruse? Like, look at this diamond while I cut you? Maybe it's like a, uh, to the rich people. Or do you could... think he, like, bought her that diamond and she still, like, wouldn't fuck him? And he was like... She just kept I, bitching, so they, he stabbed her. Down. The last time you betrayed me, woman. Yeah, like, just murdered her. I think it may have been the, the rich person, person's version of the uh, the Judas kiss. This is how they, they marked those for death. They, they bought the diamond and gave it to the person they were, they well, were setting in, up to kill. In, the, in their culture, you can just kill the women. Uh, he gave it to his wife and then stabbed her. A year later, he lost his throne. The Jinx Jewel moved on to the United States, where it was bought for 154000 Sharp drop-off. Bad investment on the Turkish Sultan's part. Uh, was bought for 154000 by business tycoon Ned McLean in 1911. Over the next 40 years, his young son, Vincent, was run down by a car. Jeez. McLean was financially ruined and died in a mental hospital. <laughs> his daughter died in 1946 of a drug overdose, and his wife, Evelyn, became a morphine addict. Well, I like Evelyn. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. Only American jeweler Harry Winston, who bought the, uh, the blue stone from the heirs of the McLean family, has escaped the rays of doom. He gave it away to the Smithsonian. 
Maybe the real moral of that story is this if, book's pretty cool. That was a that, that's I, not bad. I, I enjoyed to, that story. <laughs> might have to go there more often. But yeah, I think the real moral of the story is if you're uh, stupid enough to spend that much money on a rock, you're probably gonna fuck the other parts of your life up. Well, for our female listeners, if a man offers you a diamond, expect murder. It's coming. Yeah, the bigger it's the not marriage. The it's big, murder. The bigger the diamond, the more he's going to kill you. If he gives you something worth several million dollars, I see why they he's Indian. gonna frame your suicide. I see why the the Indians are a little mad at the quote unquote colonizers. We did uh we did take all their cool shit. They should have fought harder. It'd be one thing if we just murdered a lot of their people, but we also took all their cool shit. We had to humiliate them along with the uh, the murder and theft it was very Genghis Khan-ish you know we we pillaged and raided their entire people and then decimated them and we're like eh you guys want some casinos what you gonna do it was a different time yeah although I wish they'd they'd further class classify a colonizer because uh every country on the planet was started colonies yeah that's kind of how most of them worked yeah it's a bit of a lazy title to give out to people I mean I guess we're equal we we took away the redskins and that's the important thing. That's uh, justice. Why don't we wrap it up there? We'll be back for uh, Space Weirdo Friday. Yet to decide. There's a couple names kicking around. Bishop Larry Gators, maybe. Yeah. TBD. Simon Parks. Or maybe that David video. Maybe. It we'll, could be we'll, a good pick-me-up. We'll have to discuss. We'll, we'll have to see if he if anything actually comes out this week from him. Yeah, we'll have to see. All right. Hopefully it does. We got uh, we got the, the Pokemon special coming up. Oh, uh, uh, actually, no, no it'll that will be the day before that this. come up. Well, if you haven't watched that, you can go watch that if I haven't taken it down in shame yet. Yes, but, free on the Patreon, of yeah. course. All right, who do you? Mamba out. Yeah.